0: The lineup's going to have a different look, but will it have different results? Good morning to you. Good Tuesday morning. I'm Dan Kovaciewicz of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Pirates. It comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into football and or hockey. I also offer Daily Shots of Steelers and Penguins where you found this. The addition of Andrew McCutcheon, aside from all the sentimentality and everything else here, adds, theoretically anyway, 17 home runs to the lineup. The one thing Kutch has been able to do the last couple of years, maintain at a fairly high level, is his power capability. When he runs into it, especially a fastball, especially from a lefty, it goes. And it was doing that for him in Philly, and it was doing that for him in Milwaukee. But that's not going to make that much of a dent in this lineup with the way the rest of it has rounded out to date. Carlos Santana had 19 home runs this past season in Cleveland. G-Man Choi had 11 home runs for the Rays. Depending on how you split up their time or who's the DH and who's the platoon, you're talking about... A higher impact from the power standpoint out of the first base position, to say the least. But the power from the first base position in 2022 was an absolute joke. Uh, Michael Chavis had the 14 home runs, which sounds nice. He was kind of bumped around to different positions until they were forced to settle him at first. Yoshi Tetsugo was obviously a train wreck. Don't get me started on Josh Van Meter. There, were, there just weren't any home runs out of what really should be the ultimate power position in your lineup other than dh so are you upgrading there yeah are you going through the roof with it no this portion of daily shot of pirates is brought to you by our friends at north shore tavern that's directly across federal street from pnc park it's home of steak on a stone and eating experience underscoring the word experience The steak is brought to you partially cooked on an 800-degree stone, and you do the rest. It's a ton of fun, it's a great meal, and it's a baseball atmosphere like no other in Pittsburgh. North Shore Tavern, right across Federal Street from PNC Park. Catcher is a spot where you could have upgraded very, very easily, actually. Michael Perez had six home runs last season. Roberto Perez had two before going down early on, I think maybe Jason DeLay ran into one by accident. Feel free to correct me if I'm wrong, but otherwise there were no other home runs hit by a catcher. Well, Austin Hedges isn't your guy either, coming over with a 163 batting average. Uh, fantastic defender, but not at all a hitter, never mind being a power hitter. So what are you left with from a team that produced 158 home runs last season? It was 18th in the majors, but also a 6.55 team OPS that was 28th. Well, if I were to write up Derek Shelton's likely opening day lineup right now, that group would have combined for only 135 home runs this past season. And that's, you know, that's not it. That's not enough. I'm way more worried, to be blunt with you, about the lack of productivity that I expect to see from this lineup. Uh, When you look at batting averages alone, you don't get very far. But since they're the... Statistic that most people can still relate to when you hear a number of a batting average, you don't sit there and go, Hmm, what does that actually mean? You just know it's reflexive. So I'll just blurt out that a bunch of these guys are right around 200. And in Hedges' case, would, you know, have been very, very fortunate to have made it to 200. So you're not going to have a lot of these guys getting on base. You're not going to have, uh, Anything remotely resembling some sort of turning of the wheel, and you're not going to have, and I think this is really important, anyone significantly taking advantage of the elimination of the shift. And now everyone's going to inch up a little bit. That's the nature of, you know, making it easier to have a baseball find a blade of grass. But the gap that you'd be trying to create here isn't Versus everyone else, because everyone's numbers are going to go up. It's who can make the biggest difference, who can really utilize that. That's why I keep looking at a guy like Jeehwan Bay, who has that contact ability, kind of old schoolish, little bit of uh, Freddie Sanchez to him. And if they aren't, meaning the opponents, able to you know, line up a a heavy shift against him and try to take away his more common options. And he puts the ball into the grass or even into the dirt and runs like crazy. That's someone who has the capability to really rise up in the no-shift environment. But these guys that the Pirates added, almost without exception, aren't that. Even Kutch, I mean, Kutch was a two twenty nine hitter just now in Milwaukee. So where will the power come from? Where will there be additional power? The likely answer is that they're still not going to be that kind of team. But if you're looking for guys to improve upon their most recent numbers, uh, Brian Reynolds hit 27 homers, and presuming everything either works itself out with Reynolds or they force him to stay or whatever, he's not going to be a 30 home run guy. I think it's unfair to consider him that. 27 was pretty impressive as it was. Jack Swinski hit 19, but as we've discussed uh, again and again on this program Almost all of that came at PNC Park. Almost all of that came on a certain type of pitch and a certain portion of his swing path, and I have real, real concerns as to how sustainable that'll be. Rodolfo Castro hit 11 home runs and has power. We've seen that from him, but I don't know that he's going to be the everyday second baseman. I don't know that he's going to be productive enough. I don't know that he's going to be good enough defensively. So I, I don't know that we can say, well, let's take his 11 and extrapolate it to something else. So there's two guys, really, that I'd be looking toward here. One is Ke'Bryan Hayes. Seven home runs last season. Now, he had the back injury. He's had the hand injury. He's had injuries. And every time now, it feels like that's the explanation for why he's not hitting the baseball over the wall. I see other things with my own eyes. I see a player who is constantly looking to go the other way, even if that just means slapping it. And while I've seen him also homer the other way, it's not nearly as frequent, to say the least, when you only end up with seven bombs. that That's, that's not good enough. Ideally, he is healthy, but that really hasn't happened since 2020 in the pandemic year when he went nuts on everyone in his first month in the bigs. The other guy, well obviously, is O'Neal Cruz. 17 home runs in about half a season. Most of his best and most consistent contact came in the final 2 weeks of August into September and when he makes any kind of contact There's a real possibility that the baseball will leave the playing area, but we're not putting an entire team's load on his shoulders. If he were to hit 30, which honestly, I think he can kind of do in his sleep, that's still not going to make that big of a dent. This team's not going to have power, and I'm concerned that they're not even going to be all that great at hitting in general. When we come back, J1Q. Joe, who says, hey, DK, considering all that Kutch has done for the team and the city and the fact that there's not a single Yinzer I know of who doesn't love this guy, when he does decide to hang it up, do you think we get to see Kutch's 22, retired and hung with the Bucko Legends at PNC? His coming home, Joe, facilitates that. Okay, let me start there. Uh, if he's not around there's a greater chance that the memory of what he achieved here and everything else will fade, uh, especially if he were to go to the American League and you know not be in Pittsburgh as often as if you know you know if he's with Milwaukee for example, and came back several times last season what's more, if he carries himself well on the baseball field. We know he'll do that off the field, but if he produces, if you see flashes of the old Cutch, not on a regular basis, I'm not being weird here, you know, we're not talking anything remotely resembling MVP level, but if you see him come up with the big hit or the walk off and, and, you know, do cutch like things, there's going to be some extra emotion that gets stoked. Uh, not just with you know people who watch the team, follow the team, love the team, but also people within the team, the people who'd be those types of decision makers. But I think there's another variable at work here. And I'll say this now, just as I said it back in 2013, 2014, and 2015, when it was on Kutch's shoulders that this team came out of the 20 consecutive years of losing. and Made it to the playoffs, won the blackout game, won 98 games two seasons later, and restored, however, briefly respectability to the brand. His role within that gave him, in my eyes, a special place in the franchise's history. You can look over the list of retired numbers that the Pirates have had, and you can argue about this guy or that guy. Uh, one of them, number one, Billy Meyer, should never have been even remotely considered. But what are you going to do if you're the Pirates? you know, take it away after the fact? Posthumously, it'd be an awful look. But if you go through the rest of them, you'll find that Kutch, particularly since he had... That National League MVP designation. That's the one crowning jewel, really, in his career. And, and I say that in the best possible way because there have been great players pass through Pittsburgh and not get an MVP honor. That puts Kutch into a class where it makes a decision like that easy. And then you combine that with the off the field stuff. And then you combine that with the fact that, well, I know. Personally, and very, very, very well, the people who'd be making this kind of decision, and they love Kutch to no end. And I'm talking principally here about Jimmy turdinich who's now the team's historian, was the media relations guy for a lot of years, who'd no doubt be commissioned to put this into a historical perspective, and Bob Nutting, who loves Kutch, and vice versa. The two of them have had a terrific relationship for a long, long time, both in terms of what's been done on the field when Kutch was one of those veterans who approached Nutting in the earlier part of the last decade and said, hey, we can do something here if we get your support. and Next thing you know, the payroll was over $100 million, but also from the other standpoint, uh, Nutting's respect for Kutch's uh, beyond my capabilities to describe because the one thing you can never take away uh, from nutting, no matter how you feel about him as a sports owner is how he goes about his charities and his community work, uh, which he sees as something that gets done with your hands and your feet and you're talking much more so than uh, anything that's related uh, to just writing a check and running off to the Hills. Uh, These two have seen eye to eye for a long time. So, yes, I do see that as a distinct possibility. I appreciate the question. I appreciate everyone listening to Daily Shot of Pirates. We'll do another one of these tomorrow.